Today is Tuesday, March 2nd, 2021. One-handed drum roll, please. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, Alvidarze, goodbye, bonjour. Welcome to another episode of the Buttonista Podcast. Today is March 2nd, 2021. You can listen to this whenever you want, however you please. But today, another morning show is coming to you on March 2nd. And listen, before we get started, let's just talk about March for a second. Relax. I'm done with the memes. I'm not here for the, oh my God, I can't believe it's been a year, even though I've said that. Let's just let March be March. Let's march along. I'm not trying to think about last March. Last March, I started this year, this month anyhow, with pink eye and throwing up on the side of the sidewalk in downtown Albany from eating too much pizza the night before, not even being drunk, just too much pizza. So I thought pink eye was the worst thing that was going to happen. That was at the very beginning of the pandemic. I am prone to pink eye. That is not something I'm proud of. But listen, I made it through last March. Hopefully you and your loved ones did too. So just let it be. Let's not bring it up. Let's not talk about it all month long. Let's not let it be the next October 3rd Aaron Samuels Mean Girls meme. March is over. We're on to a new one. And we are on to a new episode of the Buttonista podcast, The Morning Show. We have a great show for you today. I always say that, but I'm an optimist, right? I believe it's going to be a great show. Even though as soon as I put this bow in my hair this morning that I'm wearing, my mom said I looked very Amish, which we'll get into that. Anyway, today we are going to talk about my post from earlier this week, a case of the closets. What does that mean? How can we combat it? And obviously we're nearing the switch, the springtime closet switch. A little bit more on that. I want to talk about the murder show skit on Saturday Night Live from Netflix. Uh, You know, all the bad murder shows that all the girls are watching. I think it's very relatable. We'll chat about that for a second. I have some very big Very exciting news. I'm going to sandwich it in the middle of the show just so I don't bore you with the details and we talk about some fun stuff first. This isn't all about me. Got to get into uh, Governor Cuomo's allegations against him. There's been some pretty shocking uh, tweets and posts and articles and medium blogs about what the governor's been up to within the past, you know, few years of his career. Uh, Cookie therapy, my friends, are about to turn one year old. Just a little bit on that. And then um, I might be dying. My knee is swollen. And maybe there's some doctors, some uh, people with medical advice that could give me uh, listening to this podcast. And last but not least, we're going to try to do a live impromptu episode of Nobody Asked Me But because nobody asked me. All right, kicking things off today, I just want to do another ode to the morning show because we are here yet again recording without a pair of pants on. I am wearing just my Victoria's Secret undies, not my pink on the bum sweatpants. We're just kicking things off Winnie the Pooh style or if you watch the Golden Globes, Jason Sudeikis style. They did this whole comparison of what the expectations are of women in Hollywood versus men. We had all the female celebs dressed to the nines, whether they were reporting in from hotel rooms or living rooms. Obviously, the event was virtual, so they're glammed up. And then you have Jason Sudeikis coming off a hell of a breakup from Olivia Wilde, who's now dating Harry Styles. He's literally wearing... A tie-dye sweatshirt. Jason, do you not listen to the podcast? I said tie-dye is on its way out. He had a tie-dye sweatshirt on, a mustache. His hair was all over the place. And a lot of people believed that he was potentially recording without any pants on. Which, as much as I kind of diss the Golden Globes look, 
I do condone and support recording without pants on. You know, one positive that's come out of the pandemic is we don't have to worry about our waistline just so much anymore. Um, we've got elastics. We've got a little bit more leeway uh, from the waist down. So, Jason, this show is dedicated to you. I hope you're surviving. And I'm going to come up with a list of hot, young female celebrities that I think you could date, that you could potentially get over your split with Olivia Wilde. I don't know that there's that many people that could kind of offset the fact that someone you loved is now dating Harry Styles, this, like, gender-fluid, skirt-wearing, hair-flipping, musical genius. But there's got to be another female celeb who's breaking into the game that you could really uh, really make a splash with at the next in-person Golden Globes. So just wanted to do a quick shout-out to not having to wear pants with you record because it's important and it's a beautiful thing, even though I'm holding my water in between my legs and that's a little weird. So one second, please. Moving right along. I'm doing a lot more recording these days without pants on because I had a very unfortunate thing happen to me earlier this week and it was very relatable apparently because we talked about how there's not a lot of new love for Instagram, how you should be saving and DMing posts and while I was a little concerned that some of you DM'd pictures of me and my boyfriend to someone else assuming that you're talking shit, how many of you DM'd my screenshot yesterday? Seven of you. Seven of you DM'd it, two of you saved it. I think that means that my Instagram algorithm is working. But the screenshot that I posted was a piece of fashion. It wasn't fashion advice. It's a fashion woe. It's a fashion mishap. It is called a case of the closets. We've all been there. A case of the closets, by definition, is when you actually start off the day feeling pretty excited about what you're going to wear. You have a specific idea in your head. If you're a fashionista like me, sometimes these ideas come to you in the middle of the night. I swear to God, I'll wake up in the middle of the night or at the sound of my first alarm or even when I'm laying my head on the pillow to fall asleep and I'm like, oh, this is what I want to wear tomorrow. I'm going to put this into to practice. I'm going to make this outfit come to life when I'm awake and I'm vertical. Okay. A case of the closets, though, puts a big, fat interruption, a big red X on your plans for that outfit, whatever it is. You try it on, you look in the mirror, something doesn't work. Yesterday, for me, it was a pale, kind of like creamy ivory sweater with the same color creamy ivory tights and a jumper, so like an overall dress. I think that's called a jumper. In Britain, that's called a jumper. It's actually a sweater, but whatever. Um... I thought it was going to be great. I thought it was a hit. I was going to wear my new floral boots that I've debuted to you guys. And I looked like a stick of butter um, that just put a coat on to go outside. I mean, I did not look good. Talk about Amish. My mom's saying this bow looks Amish today that I have on a cute little velvet bow from Target. But my outfit yesterday just didn't work. So then what happens? You try to make one or two minor adjustments so that your original idea of your outfit will work. So I tried a skirt on instead of the jumper. I didn't want to change my tights because you all know what a pain it is to change your tights. I am almost 28 years old and I still don't put a pair of tights or stockings on and know if they are facing the right way. There's no real butt of the tights. And if you say stockings instead of tights, that just means you didn't have a cool mom growing up. Or maybe you didn't take dance class. It's tights. It's not stockings. Stockings is that stick of butter going out to churn some butter in the farm or the field. So what happens when your plan B of the outfit doesn't work? Then 
you really just kind of go full speed tornado mode. So you are ripping out single pairs of shoes, trying one on, wobbling over to the mirror, seeing if a pair of shoes helps. You're switching your sweater up. You're going like, I'm full blown saying F this and going to do athleisure today. It is just a physical tornado in your room, but it's also just a mental game of tornado. What What's another? Twister? Sure. A tornado, twister, whatever weather terms you want to throw to it. Your life is just a mess. You're all of a sudden now running 15 minutes late for your departure for work, and you probably end up leaving the house in an outfit that is less than ideal. If you've never had a case of the closets, you're not a real person. You're someone that says you don't like McDonald's. Again, not a real person. Everybody should like McDonald's. It is one of the worst things because I am a true believer in look good, feel good, play good, party good, whatever you want to do. So when I show up to work in an outfit that I don't fully 100% support, I'm thrown off. And yesterday, I thought I pulled it together. I went a little casual, but I ended up looking like I slept with Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory it, you know, tucked in between his grandparents for post bed. So it was me, Grandpa Joe, the other grandpas and grandmas in there in my chocolate brown outfit. I had on like brown leggings from Zara that are like kind of like a chestnut color. I had I kept the tan turtleneck because I was convinced that that was what I was going to wear. I did a brown pair of Kendall and Kylie kind of like pointy elf boots. And then I scored a brand new bag from Target for $12. That was kind of like windbreaker material. That was really cool too. So I wanted to debut that too and put it all together. But it just didn't go according to plan. So if you have a case of the closets, there's really no real remedy. I would say my one piece of advice, if you really don't know what to wear, is bail early. Don't try to make it work. I was so hell-bent on wearing this turtleneck yesterday. I should have just gone back to my closet and started over rather than deconstructing the outfit and rebuilding it because you're never going to be happy. Your original vision was just crushed. And I think you just need to try again. You need to go to bed at night. Don't go to bed immediately. That would be way too depressing and way too sad. Um, So just go to bed that night, dream of a new outfit, and put it together again tomorrow. I had someone who messaged me and said, I had the closets this weekend. Left the house in brown pants with a brown vest over my shirt and a brown pea coat. At the store, my husband kept saying, the brown coats are coming down every aisle I came out of. He said I was like Paul Revere. You don't want to be Paul Revere. You don't want to sleep with Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory. So just bail early and don't worry. We will get into much more closet content coming soon because we are nearing and approaching one of the most hopeful times of the year. Not daylight savings, that's one of them, but it's something that us fashionistas and buttonistas like to call the switch. If you are blessed with a big enough closet or enough storage, you likely switch out many of your winter clothes for spring clothes. You open up your drawers, you take things out, you get rid of some clothes, and you refresh and you refurbish for the new season ahead. I'm actually going to bring on a closet expert a professional reorganizer and stylist who's going to talk to us in a few weeks. She's a buttonista herself, so I'm looking forward to that. So stay tuned. I just wanted to give you a little sneak preview of closet content because, my God, what else? Oh, sorry, I showed a little leg there. We don't have pants on. What else gets a girl going on a cold 27-degree March day than closet content? I am going to coin closet content in 2021. It'll make us all better, brighter, and if you've been going to Zara, hopefully skinnier because Zara has some fire fits going on right now. Matching sets, body suits, you name it. But guess what? 
we're not skinny enough to wear those yet. So we are mission, get skinny, improve the closet content in 2021. And that to me is a real thrill. One more quick weekend recap. Whoa, tongue twister. Weekend recap. I want to touch on just very quickly is I checked out Chow Bella, the indoor dog park in Saratoga Springs. So if you are a dog person anywhere really within Saratoga County, I would say this place is worth a visit. Jet made his two buttons deep video debut just a day shy of his four month old birthday. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm person that is celebrating a four month old birthday. It's better than a four-month anniversary because, honey, we know that's not going to last. But a four-month-old birthday for a dog you're going to keep around for a while, I guess that's fair. So Jet made his video debut, and he played his little heart out at the indoor dog park. It's a retail store, so you can shop. Basically, the owner said Whole Foods style for dogs. Jet, you're not that special. We didn't go Whole Foods for you, but we did go play. We did a bath, and I surprised Jet. The purpose of this little caveat or uh, anecdote here is there's a Levi slash Target collaboration going on right now at Target. And we've talked about this on the show before, but whenever Target does a collab, they've done Hunter Boots, they've done Love Shack Fancy, they've done um, some really cool, unique designers. I mean, I remember picking up on this like years and years ago. Then they did Lily Pulitzer at one point, Vineyard Vines, not something we would do on this show, but really cool collabs with big name brands. And Levi's, how freaking fun. So I had to get Jet for his four-month-old birthday, a no. And here he comes. He heard me talking about his four-month-old birthday present. Oh, my mom's one rule during the show. Oh, my God. She just flashed me. My mom just flashed me. Oh, my God. This roommate situation. She flashed me. Her towel just fell down when she went to bring the dog back out of the recording studio, a.k.a. her bedroom. Anyway, I took advantage of the Levi's Target collab. Sorry if you can hear him in the background now. Um, And I purchased Jet his very first jean jacket. So we are officially a full-blown denim family. Had to get him a size large because he's got a lot of growing left to do. And I want this jacket to be a staple piece just as we women and men envision our denim jackets as a staple piece that we can have forever and ever jet has his now the collab was very cute there's pillows there's pet stuff there's like these little denim kind of cozy like lounge chairs for kids but the rule of target collabs as i was saying if you want anything from that collection you better get it right away because when it's gone it's gone it's a true real deal limited edition situation so the jean jacket was only twelve dollars I felt very happy giving Target my money for that and celebrating my little guy. So stay tuned for a great uh, collab pick. And if you're in the Saratoga County area and you want your dog to kind of get some energy out, you got to stay and play with him. But you can be guaranteed that there's going to be a lot of other cute puppies there hanging out. And I fully endorse a day at the indoor dog park when it is 27 degrees out. So next up is a very relatable topic. We love being relatable. We love things that just hit us where it makes the most sense. I'm not going to say where it hurts, but we love things that are spot on, right? Because we want to be just like everyone else in so many ways. We don't actually want to be unique. But one thing I think that makes a girl think that she's unique is not her love for the office because my God, but it is her love for murder shows. A lot of people are saying that this has been a pandemic trend, that we all kind of binge the murder show content that Netflix, Hulu, Dateline, all of the apps had to offer. But really, this has been a long time coming. 
And this past weekend on Saturday Night Live, they did a really funny musical parody skit called Murder Show. And basically, a girl is sitting on the couch. Her boyfriend, Nick Jonas, hello, is like, honey, you know, don't don't miss me too much. She's like, no, I won't. As soon as he leaves and walks on the door, the music drops, the beat starts going, and the girls are watching murder shows. They name the best of them. They talk about Cecil Hotel. They talk about Night Stalker. All the latest and greatest murder shows are included into this musical parody. And at the end, you see Nick Jonas dressed up as our very own Keith Ranieri, cult hometown hero from Half Moon, New York. And it was just a fabulous parody. And it's something that I've talked about with a lot of my friends, my colleagues. It's like, what is this obsession? What the F is wrong with us that we want to watch not just murder shows? Like, I only go for nonfiction. So if it's fake, if it's dramatized and made up, forget it. I'll fall asleep and watch another episode of Love It or List It. But if it's real, if it happened to somebody, somebody that could, dare I say, be you, I'm all ears. I'm like phone down, airplane mode, don't even want to get up for a bathroom break, which is pretty shocking if you know me. And I just wonder, like, why are we like this? What's wrong with us? If I told you I ended up on the Facebook page of a murdered wife from Colorado who was involved in a multi-level marketing scheme and I was looking at her, you know, anniversary pictures, her trips, would you believe me? Absolutely. It's not called stalking. It's called investigative research. And the one thing that was so funny about the murder show documentary was at the end, after they like went through all the shows, they were like, and now I'm going to listen to a podcast about the same show with the same guy. And it's so true. We literally could not get enough of this content. I think some people like to brag about it. Like I said, is this in your dating profiles? Is this something that you want to bring up with a potential partner or on a job interview because you know someone will relate to it? I don't think we're spending enough time thinking about what this says about us. I think it's that you kind of get in that mentality and that mindset when you hear about tragic things, terrible things. Hold on, water break. You think this could never happen to me. And I think when you watch it and you know, God, even though it's terrible that it happened to someone else, you feel like for some reason it decreases your chances of it happening to you. That's the psychological meaning of why I think we like murder shows. Um, I hope we don't like it for like the sex symbolism of really getting into the guy, like how they were into the Night Stalker and he ends up getting married and people think he's like so sexy and handsome. The Night Stalker had messed up teeth. He needed a little Invisalign smile direct club at his doorstep, but he still served looks in court. He had a leather jacket, not a denim. But he got the ladies going. And unfortunately, this is kind of a little segue to another guy who thought he was getting the ladies going. We talked about him last week. We'll be talking about him for probably weeks and months to come. Governor Cuomo. Governor Cuomo is now three to four females deep in sexual harassment allegations, unwanted kisses, grabbing of the bum, hands on the hips, strange prodding. Uh, stalking, no, investigative questions, trying to learn a little bit more about his female staffers' lives, if they're interested in being with older men, what they think an appropriate age difference would be. And it's a ticking time bomb for this guy. I mean, I don't know. I said last week I have a feeling he's probably going to be just fine, but I'm really waiting for one really explosive story. The rest have been awful and terrible and so uncomfortable for these young women that had to deal with this. They're sucked into the political culture 
you know, I could watch murder shows all day and hopefully envision or not envision myself there. But when you watch like House of Cards and the political stuff, it is a world that really truly does seem fictionalized because you can't really picture some of this stuff happening in real life. And I understand that now. So these poor women are coming forward with allegations. They're speaking their truth. And I have to commend that. I mean, that is incredible. You want to kind of see this strength in numbers, this power of speaking out. If this guy's really bad and he's a creep, you know, it's time to go down. Must be very awkward because he has young daughters and I have no idea what the conversation at home is like. But um, I did want to just slightly make this a a little funny. And I know people would come at me in a normal world. Hopefully I'm in a safe place with my listeners because you know me. I'm not saying I'm a comedian by any means, but I like to make things funny. When someone's joking, they're just joking. By the way, I love the word joking. I feel like it should make a comeback. Like when people say I'm just kidding or if you're really trying to date yourself like I've been, I'll say, oh, I'm just teasing you. That's weird. But joking is like the funniest word ever. I like to pronounce it like, are you joking? Like, that's great. I want to say that more. But I want to make a joke and I have to make a joke. It's just part of life. You have to make a joke. And I saw one tweet and I should have known it was a little uh, iffy because it was from like breaking New York 911 or something like that. But it was a picture of Cuomo at the New York State Fair in 2016 with a reporter. And they quoted it as he said to this reporter, I want to see you eat the whole sausage. Yeah, that was a moment of silence. Because if he was flirting with somebody by saying, I want to see you eat the whole sausage. That is the first time that I could say a pickup line would probably work on me. I'm not saying with the governor. I'm not saying with a predator, but I'm a sausage girl. I'm a hot dog girl. I'm an in-between-the-buns girl. You take that however you want. Eating ass was a 2020 thing. If someone told me in a flirty, potentially sexual way that they want to see me eat whole sausage, I might have to do it. Whether it's in person at the New York State Fair and I'm dared to eat an entire sausage, I pray to God that doesn't arouse anybody near me, but I'm a sucker for some sausage. So of all the pickup lines that he's used, I don't think most of them would work on me. I would be equally intimidated and fearful, but if you told me to eat the whole sausage, I'm just saying, I might have to eat the whole sausage. You take that as you want. I'm not making light of the actual serious stuff that's going on. I did my investigating on the sausage comment. The female reporter said that they were just joking around and having a good time. And, you know, they were they had their guard down because they were at a state fair. Okay, fair enough. So she she said that wasn't creepy or weird at all. And uh, I'm just going to have to roll with that and support that because if someone ever told me that, I just don't know. I would just do that nervous laugh. I would eat the sausage. I mean, have you ever been on Yawkey Way in Fenway in Boston and gotten a little sausage, peppers, and onions? It's like fully moist, topped with just the right amount. The bun is perfection. I mean, that's a sexual experience. If you want to have a sexual experience with a sausage, just go to Fenway Park, let's pray Major League Baseball is going to be open, or at the very least, the hot dog and sausage cart. So we don't know what's going to happen with Cuomo. It's a little difficult not to comment on it, but I actually just think he looks like a mix of like a poodle and my old dance teacher. So I have a hard time looking at him in a uh, affectionate way, even though many people did crush on him during the pandemic. But I said it on the Two Buttons Deep Squadcast. I might have said it here. I think his karma was writing that book. If he never wrote the book, and claimed champion K-1 
king of the COVID crisis before it was even over, I don't think people would have started like lifting up the curtain and looking under his bed and seeing, you know, who's in his DMs. I just don't think it would have played out like that. So if any of us are aspiring authors, let's just wait until the time is right. Let's wait till March is over, right? I'm sorry. I hope I didn't offend anybody with that, but we're okay. Next up, girls, is the big news. We're already 24 minutes into this show, and I've been very patient because I think I'm in a little shock. I've been hinting. Most of you probably don't care, or you probably already know what I'm going to say, but I heard the most three special words of my 2021 so far this past week. It is the reason I've been holding off on any updates on my current living situation because I needed to hear these three words. Synonym for you're not homeless? No. The three words that I needed to hear were clear to close. Your girl bought a house. The Botanista is on to greener pastures and better water pressure right here in Saratoga Springs. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I can't believe I am so calm right now, but I am going to be a homeowner. In just about a week and a half time, my boyfriend and I took the leap. We rode the river of life. I started this conversation, this debacle back in December when my rental was throwing me all kinds of curveballs. Many of you reached out. You were like, keep me posted. I'm so sorry. Nobody asked me, um, nobody told me if I could go shower at their house when my pipes were freezing besides my mom, which is how I ended up back here. But you were all very kind. You were very curious about what was going to happen. And even before we officially moved out in the end of January, we put an offer in that was immediately accepted on a cute little house in Saratoga. It has everything I could want. There's an acre of land, a fully renovated kitchen. It is move-in ready. It is every buzzword that HGTV taught you about your first home. It, it, this house is that. And I like to think that I am so calm right now and I was so prepared for this experience, which by the way, I was not prepared for this experience whatsoever. But if anything could prepare me, it is at least 10 to 15 dedicated years putting in the time watching home and garden television and almost that same amount of time writing real estate for the Albany Times Union. I'm sure we'll get into the details over the coming weeks and months, but basically, as I said, I write real estate for the Times Union, and it's been a huge help for me because I've learned a lot, and this whole experience has put kind of a lot of things that I've learned into perspective and into practice, most importantly. So my real estate writing for the Times Union has told me over the course of the last year, the real estate market in the capital region and really across the country has totally boomed. I mean, people are getting into bidding wars. People are putting their houses on the market just because it's a good time to sell. People on the seller side, it's a seller's market, so the sellers are able to offer, I mean, ask more than they typically would. Um, they're able to sell their house, like, basically with a snap of the fingers or the thumbs. Is it a snap of the fingers? It's so weird because you use your thumb to snap. It should be a snap of the thumbs. So sellers are just loving the market right now. Buyers, not so much because while interest rates are incredibly low, this is a market of heartbreak. And when we decided that we were going to use the extra money that we got from our rental and not having to pay rent for a few months into looking for a house, I knew we were probably in for some heartbreak. 
I figured we would go see a couple houses, maybe get the balls to put an offer in, and get our heart broken. I wasn't in the position to go for a bidding war. I've not been the type of person that has planned when I would buy a house. I mean, with my amount of student loans, 82000 to be specific, I honest to God thought I never would have a house in my whole life. I never thought any of these things would happen for me because it seems so far out of reach when your mortgage payment is going into your student loan interest payment instead. So I was not prepared financially to buy a house, but I was prepared to make a freaking move when I saw it. And I saw it. I saw this great, great house. My boyfriend was there. His son was there. So I got buy-in immediately. That's important. If you're going to go to your showing in this market and you think you're going to like it, bring your crew. You don't have time to mess around. Loved the house. A couple hours later, having some wine. It was a Friday night. For the purpose of this story, I was probably having Miller Lite. Let's be honest. I said to my boyfriend, I think we should put an offer in. I convinced him. I did the full-blown sales pitch. It had this we liked. It had this we liked. It was just perfect. Why would we not put an offer in? He played the conservative card. It was the first house we've ever seen. How do you know? I'm like, listen, I know the market's crazy, and I know for a fact this house is going to be gone by Sunday. It was Friday at the time. So if we don't put an offer in, say goodbye. Mwah. Kiss the house. Goodbye. On to the next one. I wasn't prepared to do that. Put the offer in. Went into writing the offer mode with my realtor, who I met at the showing, by the way. So I was not even like with a realtor looking like none of the above. My realtor was absolutely incredible. We got the offer in Friday night into Saturday morning, and by Saturday afternoon, we had an accepted offer. We only went um, just $1,000 over asking to show that we were serious. Thank you, HGTV. And that was a whirlwind. That was just an incredible kind of high, low, up and down. We were so upset that we thought we had to leave the house. Things weren't working out. And then all of a sudden, this beautiful house falls into our lap and we feel really comfortable with everything. From there, though, from there, you need to enter a four to five week period of what I would call potential breakup mode. Remember that song, a potential breakup song, Allie and AJ? That was probably playing in the back of my head for the past five weeks as we went under contract and saw this house go from, you know, for sale to contingent to under contract to pending because talk about looking under the bed. Talking about looking under Governor Cuomo's bed, they will flip your whole living situation, your whole life, your whole purse upside down when you're looking to buy a house and get commitment on your mortgage. That is the part HGTV did not prepare me for. I'm happy to say I have excellent credit, not a big savings account, but first time home buyer, low interest rate. I was under the impression that this was all going to work out. And the things that these guys, these mortgage people brought up over the course of the month I really didn't think I was going to have a partner to live with in this house at the end of the process. That's how stressful it was. They want to know why you missed your $40 Macy's auto pay. By the way, it wasn't even mine. I pay my Macy's bill. Probably because there's nothing to shop for at Macy's anymore. Sorry, bud. But they are looking at absolutely everything and anything. I'm really sorry. I have to take like a sniffle break. I'm going to move the microphone away for one second and just sniffle. By the way, hold on. Wow, that's that's so unfortunate that I did that to you guys, but I just got it back in my nasal spray game and I'm addicted to nasal spray, which is not um, something I'm bragging about, but it's something that's possible that could happen to you too. And I tried to go without, I tried to do a 
sober, no nasal spray, January, February, March, and I had to give in. So I've been reunited with my nasal spray, but that doesn't mean you have to do a mid-sniffle, mid-podcast, so I'm sorry about that. But they look up everything. They want to make sure that you're good for this mortgage, that you're going to pay it, that you're going to be a good borrower, and they can be, in return, a good lender to you. Is it a good fit? Is it a dating game? Is it a match made in home buying heaven? Well, I'm happy to report that it was. When I got that clear to close, I immediately bought a bottle of champagne. We immediately set up a night to celebrate because it was a tense AF month. Have you heard this? Have you talked to this person? I was kind of the account manager. You know, I was the one relaying information. My boyfriend has a much busier day-to-day job than I do, I would say. So I could be on the computer. I could be responding, texting, emailing, calling. And I was annoying. That's something that my real estate experience uh, in writing has taught me. You need to just follow up with everybody in your little circle here. You need to be besties with your realtor. You need to get whatever information over to the mortgage lender as possible, as quickly as possible. So you need to be really kind of moving the chessboard around, making sure that these people are going to hustle for you because as the market is as busy as it is right now, they told us in the beginning that the bank that we financed with had 1,100 mortgages that they were going through. So, you know, I'm obviously not at the top of anybody's budget here. I highly doubt that my house was a priority. Not that I think it's like that, but I would basically equate the entire experience like to applying to college where like you put it all out there, you give it your best shot, you you know, you put the application together, you give them the materials, you tell them how great you are and how qualified you are, and then you wait and you're basically a virtual stack of paper somewhere and when they get to it they'll get to it and you know you can poke and prod them and bother them a little bit but you don't mean anything to them they don't know the botanist is buying a house they just think taylor's buying a house you know and it's the four foot eleven taylor it's not the six foot however taylor swift there's no priority here there's no like name dropping so i'm very very relieved i'm very happy that i will have a place to live my mom has been fantastic even though she just showed me her boobs when she went to take the dog out of the room, um, you know, that's okay because she's been a great roommate. She's been taking care of a lot, making us feel a little bit less stressed throughout this whole process, watching my relationship borderline fall apart. I'm being sarcastic, but it was stressful. So the process is about to be over. And now for the third time, I'm going to have to show you how I'm going to decorate, where I'm going to wallpaper, why I'm painting the fireplace black, the brick, because obviously we have a whole list of things that we want to do. There's nothing we need to do. But I'm so happy we're going to be back in Saratoga. I really feel like I'm a Saratoga gal. It's meant to be. And I'm just excited to share this journey with all my followers. Oh, no, I hate when people say that. This is not a marketing scheme. This is not anything, but you know I little have a, I have a little passion. Sorry, we mixed up our words there. Jesus, it's time to go to work. It's time to get our brains working. I'm excited to do another design journey, spend a bunch of money, get a new headboard, do all the girly home things. And obviously, like we said, daylight savings time, March. Things are just looking up in the world, and this is the sign that I needed that told me that 2021 is going to be A-OK. And uh, it's also just great to, like, be, um, you know, forcing someone to probably, like, spend the rest of their life with you. I mean, what is more committal than a mortgage? You know, every girl loves murder shows and they love traps. You know, we love to just trap our guys in a nice position where they're they're going to have to hang out with us for a lot longer. And, you know, the dog has helped some of my like separation anxiety, constant need for love and attention. But buying a house with someone you love, I mean, wow, we are just 
cruising right along here on this thing called life. We rode the river. Congrats to Jack on the wonderful advice there. He set me off on the right path, on the right lazy river that led me to this cute little house in Saratoga Springs. So that's my good news. More to come on that. We're not going to go crazy, but the situation is finally resolved. We are finally moving on. Um, And I hope we can move on because I have a new medical condition that I need some hands-on advice. I need someone to touch me. Yep. I don't care if it's a doctor, a nurse, the TSA agent, if I ever get to go on a plane again, but I hate complaining. I hate to think that there could ever really be anything wrong with me. And I remember when you were a kid and you played sports and it was always like cool to be like on crutches or have a cast or there was just like some allure of like the attention that you got when you were impaired. Not the same type of impaired that you can be as a young adult, but you loved being like, mom, my knee's swollen. I remember my sister saying we needed to go out to CVS and get the knee brace. We needed a sling. Like you just wanted a little visual cue that you were not 100%. Now that is the absolute last thing in the world that I need. But I've been feeling a little bit of pain in my knee. And I finally decided today, I stuck my legs out in the shower because I do sit down in the shower when I shave my legs. I think like my whole leg is swollen. I have a lot of trouble standing on this one leg. Maybe I should put the Apple Watch back on and really see how many steps I'm taking. I don't know if I'm blaming it on the amount of walking that I'm doing with a dog, the fact that I wear high heels pretty much everywhere besides in my sleep, but... I don't want to Google it. I'm not a medical Googler. I'm not a hypo Google, tell me what's wrong, medical WebMD sort of gal. But I don't, I want to be touched, you know? I don't want to do telemedicine and like stick my no pants filming recording leg up in the air and have the doctor tell me what's wrong because I need to move. I need to paint furniture. I need to climb up into an attic. I need to be as able-bodied as possible for the weeks ahead. Mom, what's the deal with the dog? But what's with the barking? Oh my goodness gracious. Talk about separation anxiety. So if this dog is causing my hurt leg, I haven't been to the gym in a while. I, in my own head, without Googling, think I would tell you that the cause of my knee pain is that I've gained weight and my legs cannot support the amount of fat that I've added to them. Now, I really hope there's not a medical explanation for that and that that could be true. It's not like I gained 50 pounds here in the past year. Let's call it a solid 15. Um, But is that like so psycho that I literally think my legs, I've overburdened my legs with like fat and wine that I can't even stand on them anymore? I hope that's not the reason, which is why I'm about to consult a doctor because I need good news. I need to be told that, yes, well, I could stand to lose a few pounds. That's not going to happen to me. I got to wear a crepe fabric dress to a wedding in October. So when I move, Metabolic Saratoga, don't worry. I'll be coming back for you. We'll try to get this knee back into shape. If anybody has any suggestions, it's like the le- uh, it's the outside of my leg. So it's not like my actual knee where I bend. It's like from my hips like down. Like it's like this long thing. It must be like a tendon or a, a something. I don't really like to say body parts out loud. I find a lot of them to be a little weird to say like it's like a gyro situation like I don't want to say um like my scapula like I would never say that first of all I don't even know what that is so like I promise you I would never say that in a sentence if I didn't mean to but I'm just wondering what that is so 
I'll let you know if someone is able to touch me. Um, two more very quick things. One is I just want to give a shout out, a first year anniversary birthday to our girls at Cookie Therapy. Ashley and Faye have took the sweets by storm. Oh shit, I forgot. When I had knee pain, this is this was a good segue. This was pre-planned. This is why I make notes. I had knee pain back in 2014 when I was an intern at the Tri-City Valley Cats, where I met my boyfriend, fun fact, by the way. And I was having this kind of similar knee pain. So maybe I've had bad knees for a while, which is very sad. I'm not even 30. Um, and I couldn't attribute it to anything. Again, I wasn't Googling. I wasn't doing anything. But the Valley Cats lifestyle was very fast-paced. You were up early. You were up late. You worked pretty much around the clock. You were not really eating that often. So that was a time of tremendous weight loss for me, even before the Fitbit came out. And I was a skinny mini, eating really whatever they gave me. They would feed you lunch on game days, pulled pork, hot dogs, whole sausages. You know the deal. But if we had a good game, if the team won or if the inside, um, you know, back office crew did a really good job, front office, that's what it's called, I'm sorry, um, the owner, the CEO of the team would bring in donuts. He lived near this place in the Berkshires that had really good donuts. People would bring in Dunkin' Donuts and you'd eat them in the morning, but then all of a sudden it was like the seventh inning stretch. It's like 8.30 at night, you're starving, and you would come in and you'd break off a piece of a half a donut. My God, we would never share a donut with a stranger or colleague anymore. It's one donut per person rule in 2021. It's COVID times. I would just break off bits and pieces of all kinds of donuts, blueberry cake, chocolate frosted, strawberry frosted, glazed, whatever. And when my knee hurt, I swear to God, I was like, oh my God, the donuts are coming for me. The donuts are seeping in to my legs. They're staying there. And that is why I'm in so much pain in my knees. I've infected my knees with sweet, sweet donuts. And I literally believed that. I was smart enough for a while not to tell anybody. And I eventually told somebody. I said, I think I've been eating too much donuts. I'm in a lot of pain in my knees. And I basically got laughed out of the stadium. I got sent so far back into the inner depths of Hudson Valley Community College People were like, you can't say that. Just like I couldn't say I didn't know we've never been to Mars. You can't say that you think donuts are the cause of your knee pain. Which is why I'm hoping my new knee pain, my new year, new me knee pain is not a cause of cookie therapy or brownie therapy. I'm a fan of the brownie therapy. That was the segue. That was the joke I wanted to land was that it could all be coming full circle for me, just like it's coming full circle for Faye and Ashley who are celebrating one year of their business that is freaking taking off. Tick tock, don't stop the clock on these girls. They are just running with it. They are running with their cookie game. They've got that 10K swipe up on Instagram. They are shipping across the country. They've got national brand clients that they're doing corporate gifts for. They are announcing a cool new partnership where they want to give back to a young female entrepreneur. Cookie Therapy was born out of the pandemic. It's another positive, not just not wearing pants, but cookies and brownies. I'm going to go see them a little later this week. So by the time you're watching this podcast or listening to this podcast, hopefully I'm out and about checking out the behind the scenes of their bakery, all the things that they do so well. But I'm so proud of them. They're a great example of female girl bosses. They were one of the first guests on the Buttonista podcast a few months ago. We talked to them right before, right after they were on national news. They wanted to chat with the Buttonista and they've asked the Buttonista to help them celebrate one year. So I'm very excited 
keep an eye on that type of content. We'll do some fun stuff. I'm going to wear my Amish bow, so it's bound to be a good outfit pick behind the scenes at Cookie Therapy. And I said we were going to end the episode with a quick little nobody asked me. Nobody asked me is brought to you by nobody because nobody asked me. No, nobody asked me is brought to you by Miller Lite. My dear friends, I wish I could sip them when I record these morning shows, but I can't. I'm a professional, but you bet your ass when I got that clear to close and I knew I was buying a house, I had a champagne glass in one hand and a Miller Lite in the other. I was double fisting. I was celebrating. I cannot wait to kick back on my porch on my acre of land with Miller Lite. Miller Lite is a beer for entertaining. It is as good of a good time beer as it is a bad time beer. It got me through the stress and the pressure I felt the last three months trying to figure out what my situation was going to be. But it's also where I want to be when I want to celebrate and kick back with my friends. One of the funniest buzzwords I think that they say on HGTV, besides that they hate the paint color, like, oh my God, roll your eyes. Frickin' paint. Pick up a paintbrush. If you're not going to buy a new house based on the color of paint, you do not deserve to buy a new house. But I love all these dorky, dorky homeowners that are on HGTV and they're like, well, I need a space for entertaining. I'm like, what are you entertaining? Your knit club? What are you entertaining? They're like literally the least entertaining people of all time get to be on a TV show and say they need a space to entertain. So they need more of an open concept or they need a freaking uh, sunroom. You really don't. The reality is even before the pandemic, we didn't entertain as much as we really wanted to. But I want to change that. I want to bring Miller Lite to my back porch and I want my house to be the go-to house for friends, family, whoever the hell wants to come over. It's an open invite. There will be Miller Lite. Anyway, I'm going to try this in real time. I've never done this before without Jack, without it being edited. But I'm just going to do a little skit, I guess, more or less. Um, I'm just going to pretend it's an episode of Nobody Asked Me. We'll throw some throwbacks out there this week so you can get yourself reacquainted. But this is how it starts. Hi, everybody. It's Taylor with Two Buttons Deep. I am here in the... Oh, no. We're going to have to start over. What did I call it? Okay, ready, set, go. Hey everybody, it's Taylor with Two Buttons Deep. I am here in the hostage corner of my mom's bedroom because nobody asked me, but I track my time by birth control. Wow, a three-month supply went by already? It must be spring. Do you ever think about the misuse of paper products in our society? Toilet paper as a tissue, paper towel as a napkin. It's really unfair. Let's just call it what it is. You know what they say about somebody whose second toe is bigger than their first toe. No? What do they say? They have, they have to say something. They have to say something about a person whose second toe is bigger than their first toe. Don't you wish things would just stay little forever? Puppies, babies, my waistline. Just stay little forever. We don't need you to be big. We do not need any of those three things to be big. I'm not worried about dying, but I am worried about someone going through my phone after I die. Don't do that. Just don't know my passcode. My passcode is is Fort Knox. Do not ever. If I die, if I die in a car accident, I don't want to know that I was texting. I don't want to know whatever I was doing. I am deathly afraid. Not of death, but of someone going through my phone when I die. And last but not least, I don't know who needs to hear this, but brush your curls out. Brush your freaking curls out. No more ramen noodle hair. No more ringlets. Brush your damn curls out. And that's it, everybody. Nobody asked me, but I am a homeowner. 
I am the Botanista. I am so thankful that you listen, that you tune in. Please like and subscribe. I don't even know what it takes, but like, subscribe, read it. We're all friends here. You are the only people that I can trust to tell that I would eat a whole sausage too. That's that's why we're here. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. And we will see you next Tuesday. <laughs>